Welcome to another edition of Second City Sports. We are live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can listen to Second City Sports every Monday and every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, you can listen to Second City Sports every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, of course, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. This SIDKID80. SIDKID80. You follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny underscore McGee on the lot on, on the IG. He's for me to say. <laughs> you can download that Sports Zone Chicago app at the Google Play Store, Apple, wherever you download your apps. Make sure it says Sports Zone Chicago. And you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch our live shows on via the Facebook and the YouTube pages. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. And the audio version of this podcast, you can go to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And you can follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at WAR Media. Once again, at WAR Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Yes, Lakina has herself mic uh, muted again. <laughs> like, like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. <laughs> and we have very definite opinions, and we keep it fun. Lakina, <laughs> I know we had a little shaky start right there, but you know what uh, that shaky start reminded me of? It reminded me of the <laughs> Chicago Bears' performance uh, this this past Saturday, as they lose to the Buffalo Bills in their second preseason game, forty-one to fifteen. We'll break it all down for you in just a moment, just to give you an overview. Justin Fields, who was nine of nineteen for one hundred twenty-six yards. Andy Dalton played the entire first half through a ch- um, touchdown pass to Rodney Adams. Uh, but during that time, he was booed. The offense uh, looked stanky, as the kids would say. The defense was uh, shredded to pieces. Lakina, <laughs> let, let, let's get it started. I'm, I'm not going to try to overreact. I know I'll need your help today. I'm not going to try to overreact. Uh, this year, as we told you guys, there's three preseason games, not four. The second preseason game was going to be used by most teams, including the Bears, as they dress rehearsal. If that was the case, Lakina, the Bears did not look good. Let me start off with the defense. We told you guys on Friday that Mitchell Trubisky was going to do some great things. I didn't think he was going to come out looking like Dan Marino and Michael Vick at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Buffalo Bills put up 30-plus points in the first half. Trubisky made the Bears look like fools. The defense did not look good. There were some missed tackles all over the place. Uh <laughs> Uh, it, it, you, sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. I'm trying to put myself at even kill, but I got to be fair about this. Uh, the, the entire game, like I said, we'll break down the entire game, but just comment on the first half. Uh, th- that first team did not look good. It I mean, horrible. yeah, it was just, you know, I, I looked at, you know, judging by the Twitter feeds, you know, the social media feeds from folks, you know, mm-hmm. of course you're going to have those ones that are going to say, whoa, look, hey, they should try to get uh, Trubisky back. I mean, because he looked like, like you say, he looked like Dan Marino out there. But, uh, I, I mean, you know, the, the defense, you know, they, look, they didn't play very much. I mean, you know, the, the, the top, you know, the, you know, the top defensive guys, 
it's just I I I don't really don't know what to say here about this. I mean, look, Marky Christian, you know, you know, had you know seven tackles, you know, that that's that mm -hmm. was a team high. Um, you know, some of the, you know, Khalil Mack didn't play very much, and some of the other top, you know, defensive guys didn't play very much. So, you know, I'm not it's hard to kind of take that at face value. But again, you know, they they you know the defense gave up, you know just a, a lot of like big plays and you wonder like, and like you said, it's a, you know, missed tackles are going to happen. You know, it happens sometimes, but also too, <laughs> you have to remember that this is also preseason. So you don't want to, you know, put too much stock in it, but at the same time, you're kind of like, okay, is all this cause for concern? But you know, the, the first team, you know, on the offensive side didn't look very good. I mean, Andy Dalton just wasn't very good at all. They were actually booing him, which is, <laughs> which, you know, was, you know, just a little, you know, polarizing there, but also too when Justin Justin Fields came onto the field, he didn't look much better. So, you know, you don't really know what to, you know, where to place it here. I mean, look, Rodney Adams had a, a nice, you know, had, was one of the few bright spots for the offense. You know, Jesse James, you know, had you know some big, you know, sort of some big, you know, receiving yards, you know, to kind of at least, you know, keep some of the Bears, you know, offensive, you know, plays rolling. <laughs> But also, too, you know, Riley Ridley, you know, didn't look very good. You know, Wims, he was a non-factor. So this is sort of like one of those things where you're kind of going by, you know, okay, who's, you know, second team looks better than the first team. It's just you really don't know where to what to, what to think here because, look, I well, we'll do our predictions, but I have the Bears at, um, I don't know, like, you know, they have, I have an eight or nine and nine and eight. You know, which is sort of like, you know, sort of a precursor to what we're probably going to, and a lot of other folks' records are going to be. But it, I, I just don't really like, you don't know what to think. You know, we have a bad preseason game like this. So I, I don't know. Where do, what do you think? If you want to comment on today's show, you can do so at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Uh, put your comments in the comments section. Lakeem will get them up for you and she'll read them on the air. Make sure, uh, as well as you, uh, whether you agree with us or not, make sure you keep them respectful. If you're out of line, we'll boot you. And <laughs> well, also, too, Armando. So Oh, oh, look, Armando, our buddy Armando on Facebook, Armando Large, you know, on Facebook, he knew just what he did. He said negativity, like, you know, that naggy, you know, and negativity, put those together, mm -hmm. get negativity. That's what that was a nice little play on words there. But what do you think, Sid? I mean, you know, that that was just, you know, the game was just, you know, was just stinky. And you just better be lucky if you're the Bears that this was a preseason game. That's true on one hand, but on the other side, the Buffalo Bills played like it was the first game of the year. The defense. Their defense brought it in the first half, especially against Andy Dalton. Uh, uh, I know that the people are going to give Andy Dalton hell for his performance. In a way, I agree with them. Uh, but if it wasn't for that touchdown pass, the, the narrative on him will be even worse. I'll say this. The offensive line, Lakina, we, as we told you guys, uh, there will be some fresh bodies coming back that were injured last year. You have depth on the offensive line. I know rookie tactical um, Tevin Jenkins will be done for the year with a, with a back injury. But uh, that offensive line didn't look good. I didn't see much of a running game. Uh, I, I get it that they couldn't use, couldn't do much with it because of the, of the score on the scoreboard. But uh, that offensive line did not look good. And uh, Andy Dalton, I, I was thinking about this as I was uh, watching the game. Can you put Andy Dalton at shotgun the majority of the time? I know he's not a running quarterback. He's He has not been a running quarterback for his career. He's not a running quarterback now, given his age. And given the uh, the structure of this offensive line, you're you juggling parts in and out. And you picked up uh, uh, Jason Peters off the scrap heap last week, as we talked about. 
Uh, this offensive line it, it will will struggle to start the year, and it's going to take some time for them to gel. So I I, I didn't see I, I, they weren't prepared for it. And yet you could blame the coaching staff and Matt Nagy for that, and they just did not look good. Now when Justin Fields came in there, we'll break down his performance later. Uh, he was running for his life, and, and not for a good reason why he was running. Like I mentioned, we'll get into that later. As you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. Lakina will uh, rejoin us here in just a moment as you're dealing with some technical issues. But going back to that first half, Lakina, uh, uh, your first two, uh, your first two drives of the offense, three and outs. You cannot have that, no matter who's. Well, who's in the game now? That third drive, you had uh, the touchdown pass to uh, to Rodney Adams, which was good. It was a nice catch by Mr. Adams. Uh, the ball bounced off the defender's head, and he ran it all the way down to the end zone. But on the next drive, where you were trying to get something going, Damian Williams wearing jersey number eight, throwing the ball at the fifty-yard line, and then set the Bears back. The momentum was was shot, and uh, Buffalo continued to pour it on. It was just a bad performance all around for the Bears in the entire game, but breaking down the first half, uh, it was not good at all. Well, I'm sure, you know, sorry, folks, for the technical difficulties there, but I think that was sort of like the old line, you know, as our, our buddy Armando said, you saw no communication from, and, you know, look, I mean, you know, we got, you got Peters, you know, he's practicing today, Jermaine Fetty, who you can probably say was one of the few bright spots in that Bears mm-hmm. old line last year, he's been cleared to practice, so, We'll see, but you know they're moving a lot of guys around, and I don't trust this O line at all. And I kind of feel like this is going to be a deterrent for the Bears this season. You know, it, whether or not Tevin Jenkins is able to come back, but but I mean that 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 O line did not look good at all for the Bears, and it, it's just it's just like um, you know they allowed four sacks. I mean it, it was just you know not very good. And I know there are some. I know there was some debate. I, I was listening to some of the you know the sports, of course, you know both are. You know, sports radio stations were saying that you know maybe let's not throw fields to the wolves against the the Rams in a couple of weeks. I mean, you know, you don't want Aaron. Of course, no one wants Aaron Donald chasing them around the field. You don't want that, but you know, you're going to have to kind of you know put him out there eventually. So what what do you what when do you, when are you going to you know put him out there if you decide to take him out there? And Matt Nagy reiterated that you know that Dalton's is QB one. He's a starter, so. I, I don't honestly don't know what to say say about that because I know a lot of Bears fans are sort of like, you know, antsy, but then I've heard some Bears fans say, well, you know what, maybe we should, you know, just wait, you know, maybe not throw them to the Wolves, you know, against Aaron Dolan, the, the Rams defense. But I don't know. What do you think, Sid? The, uh, I didn't say this publicly, but this is one of the reason, reasons why I think this was smart for a head coach, Matt Nagy, to start Andy Dolan in week one because, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, you have uh, offensive linemen that were hurt last year coming back in the fall this year. You're still juggling parts in and out. And then it takes for offensive linemen to establish uh, team chemistry. You have to learn different schemes, different protection uh, packages. So and if you throw a rookie quarterback in there, it's going to look bad. So if you want Justin Fields to be successful, he has to have a successful offensive line. Uh, the the way that you win games in this league is at the uh, on the front lines on the, both on defense and offense, and what we saw on Saturday was again not to overreact. What we saw on Saturday was not good. Now let's get into the second half when Justin Fields came in. He did look good running the ball, but he was running once too many times. And I don't know if you noticed, looking after he got hit on his blind side on, on that touch, it turned out to be that touchdown drive with uh, Khalil Herbert scoring on that touchdown run. Um, thank goodness that Herbert got up and he was okay, but 
if it's your offensive line is going to play like that all season long, I don't want him starting week one. And that's one of the reasons why that I didn't want him to start uh, as, as this as the analyst sitting on this side of the mic. Now, as a fan, I want Justin Fields to start right away. But after what I what was confirmed to me in my brain on Saturday, watching that preseason game, I don't want Justin Fields starting just yet. Wait until game three or four to, to, to start him. And now, eventually, Justin Fields, like you said, that he's going to see the field. But after what I saw from the offensive line on Saturday, I'm not throwing him out there week one. And, and if you're going to throw Andy Dalton out there to start, Put him in shotgun the majority of the time. That did not happen on on Saturday, and you just had to take your chances from there. Yeah, do you wonder though? Was it miscommunication among you know the line and the other plays themselves? It was a miscommunication among the the coaching staff. Was it miscommunication? There was a, it like there's a whole lot of miscommunication in some of those <laughs> offensive plays, and you know I don't know if you know, there was some there was a rumor that came out of I saw on the Athletic earlier this morning that. Apparently, I guess the Raiders were, you know, inquire about getting Khalil Mack back. I mean, you know, he didn't play on on Saturday, but you know, there was this, you know, rumor that was flying around that they wanted to get him back, and it was sort of weird because, you know, if you're the Bears, I think, you know, Ryan Pace probably, I'm sure they hung up on Mike Mayock, and you know, and you know, <laughs> because, you know, you were, you know, like there, there's really like no point. I mean, yeah, that's a big hit to the salary cap for the Bears, and then you just sort of wonder, like, okay. What's the end game here? And you hope that Mac is 100% because you just mm-hmm. don't know at this point. And you're not going to get back what you had to give up to get him a few years ago. So <laughs> that's probably why that's not, that, that trade wouldn't work now. But as we talked about before with the defense, Lakina, Khalil Mack needs to have a, uh, a, a good year. He's been injured for the last couple of years. I think he will show up. Uh, show up uh, this year so hopefully that his name you know his name has been talked about all 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 season all preseason so hopefully he he's ready to go Akeem Hicks uh, he's at the age of 30 now those uh, there are some miles on those tires so you can hope that you get at least a, a, a 10 game season out of him at least <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh, I know Eddie Goldman who did not play he's not playing this preseason you hope that Mr. Goldman is back in full strength uh, to start the Bilal Nichols played a little bit on Saturday. He did not look good. The whole Bears defensive front didn't look good. So, uh, Alec Ogletree, he was okay, but uh, it was a slight step back from what he did last week against the Miami Dolphins. So, uh, this Bears defense did not look good, and hopefully they'll have some sort of a performance, whoever's out there next week in their preseason finale at Tennessee. Well, and the well, the, the, the Goldman thing is, is interesting because, you know, he hasn't played, you know, of course, you know, COVID protocols and everything else. And, you know, someone wondering, is it the injuries again? Because remember, he had a back injury, even before, you know, the year before mm-hmm. he took, you know, he he didn't play last year. He, he opted out. So you wonder, is there are there issues there that maybe, you know, he may not play this year? So I I don't know. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. But, you know, the, the, ten, the Tennessee game, we'll probably see a lot more Justin Fields, I think. I don't think you're going to see Dalton and a lot of the first-team guys too much. You know, it's the last preseason of the game, so I don't think you're going to see a lot of, you know, first-team guys, you know, playing on the field. So you won't you won't see Derrick Henry. You won't see Ryan Tannehill, you know, in, some of the, in that defense. But uh, it'll be interesting, though, because I, I kind of feel like what you saw in that Saturday game against Buffalo is probably what you're – you may get a miss, you know, a, sort of a minor reverse of that this season, but the regular season. But I don't see where this, you know, this Bears team wins no more than eight or nine games. I just don't see it. 
You're listening to Second City Sports on the Sports Zone. Chicago City, Lakina here with you. If you want to comment on today's show, you can do so on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on our Facebook and YouTube feeds. You can place your comments on the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the air for you. Lakina, you mentioned the play calling of head coach Matt Nagy. We talked about this on Friday. I brought it up. I wanted to see if the play calling was going to open up more for Justin Fields. It really didn't happen to my liking. Of course, Jesse James, the third-string tight end, got a couple of catches from Andy Dalton, got one from Justin Fields. You saw Justin Fields' arm strength a little bit, but it, the game wasn't really open up. Uh, the play caller wasn't open up uh, to Mr. Fields, in my opinion. He was running more than he was passing. I'm not saying put Justin Fields as a strict pocket pass and don't let him run anymore, but after what I saw on Saturday in that horrible play by the offensive line, if Justin Fields took a couple of shots, as I mentioned, that hit earlier, which knocked his helmet off his head, if you notice, he took another hit, and he was leaning to the side, almost pointing at his hip. And yeah. if he's going to take shots like that, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Remember, this is your franchise quarterback. you got to protect them at all costs. And one of those things you have to do to protect them at all costs is have a solid offensive line. Right now, we just don't have it. Well, there is the, well, so there is no solid offensive line for the Bears. You know, O-line and solid doesn't really go hand-in-hand for this Bears team. And, and like you said, I saw a couple of those shots, and you, you kind of wonder, like, did he hurt himself? Did he kind of get so, you know, really mm-hmm. sore and banged up on that, especially in that hip region, like you said, with that hit? Said because you know it just I know he said kept saying he was okay he was okay but remember the def- he didn't see this many sort of like you know aggressive defenses when he was at Ohio State I mean you mm-hmm. know yeah maybe Northwestern you know their defense is pretty solid um, Alabama we know of course they're Alabama so their defense is pretty good but the, he didn't really have this face of you know defenses like this when he was at you know Ohio State so he's kind of getting the kind of a taste of what that's just a these are you know second team guys and third team guys this is just a mm-hmm. a preview of what's to come so I can understand why some folks were saying hey you know you got Aaron Donald coming at you you're gonna have Miles Garrett coming at you in those first few games so mm-hmm. you know but it, look if you look at their schedule like real quick um you know of course you know the Rams game on Sunday night that's the Sunday night opener also too you've got look that Cincy game is not a gimme I know some people want to say no. this because they did not look good last year, but they've got some pretty decent – got a pretty good defense, and their own line's gotten a little bit better. It looks like Burrow's on track to play in week one. Then you've got Cincy. Then you got maybe Detroit. You probably say Detroit might be – you know, sorry, you could probably say that's – you don't want to say it's an easy win, but, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're rebuilding. So – and also, too, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. you got to go at Vegas in, you know, the second week in, week in October. You'll see how they look. They get your first, you know, your first game against the Packers, and you got the they got the defending Super Bowl champ, the Bucks, on the twenty fourth of October. Then you got on Halloween, you got to go at San Fran. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, <laughs> they have you know at Pittsburgh and at you know, at and you host Baltimore, you know, after the bye week. So we'll we'll see. Maybe that the bye week will help you know playing in that game. We'll see where Baltimore is at that point. Then you've got Detroit. On the twenty fifth, that's Sunday before Thanksgiving. Then you've got that Thursday night. Then you, Detroit. That's the the Thanksgiving Day game, I should say. And then you've got Arizona after that. Then you've got Green Bay. You know Minnesota. You got to go at Seattle. We'll see where Seattle is by that point. You got the Giants, and you finish up against the Vikings on January 9th. So not an easy schedule by any means for the Bears. And where do, where do you put you know Justin Fields? You know do you where do you kind of like he is going to start at some point the season? Where do mm-hmm. you put him? So. I don't know. 
I would say by the Detroit game, the first Sunday in October, I think that's the third game of the year. Mm, fourth. That's the fourth. Yeah, the third, fourth, game, yes, fourth, fourth game. game. No, that's the third, third game. Yeah. yeah, the third game of the year. If not, you, you had to go on the road against a tough uh, Vegas team. Yeah, he may start then, but I would say that Detroit game if I was a betting man. Week four, that's week four. That's the Detroit mm-hmm. game. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that might be the popular choice. I mean, we'll see. They might be able, look. I, I don't I, like. I said I don't look for what I've seen these last couple of preseason games. Like I said, I don't see this Bears team win no more than eight or nine. I, I just don't see it because you know the the you know where the defense is going to be. You know, Robert Quinn. We haven't even mentioned him yet. He hasn't played. You know this preseason. Well, you just <laughs> Well, yeah, well, may, well, not well, maybe not just now at about 12, 28, 12, 28 uh, central time here in Chicago. But I, I just, you know, I'm not. And then, you know, Goldman was one of the big parts last year. He may not even, you know, there's still some issues there, so he may not play. So there's just, you know, do you trust, you know, Matt Knight to develop Justin Fields? Do you trust this defense to be at least a fraction of what they've been, you know, the last couple of years? They're older now. You know, you got some, you know, decent, you know, first, you know, younger guys you got you know mayor you know edwards jr and you know ogle trade and we'll see if he can stay healthy <laughs> it's just, I, I just don't see it at this point well like a, like i mentioned before saturday's game did not look good i'm not gonna jump out the window but there's some cause for concern i'll just leave it at that now before we hit our break for the bottom of the hour i just want to mention the special teams real quick uh they gave up that 34 yard re- return to mckenzie uh I think they had another fumble again this week yes. on the kickoff return. Okay. And they got a field goal, uh, not a field goal, but a, a Extra point points. after attempt blocked. That's <laughs> not good, yeah. Lakina. We talked about it last week, which the special teams was horrible. They had three or four fumbles on the um, punt and kickoff returns. You had another one this week. You gave up a big return uh, on special teams. Lakina. I know some people want to gloat over it because we have Justin Fields. He can, quote, unquote, bail us out of anything. But special teams, outside of kicker Kyle Santos, uh, the special teams unit is horrible. And it's still horrible. And you got to do yeah. something about it to fix it. I know it doesn't happen overnight, but something's got to be done there because you have less than two weeks now before the season yep. starts. And yep. this unit does not look good. It Yeah, it, it doesn't. It sort of doesn't. You look at that that special team and you are like, okay, here we go. You know they're they're giving up you know big punt return plays and kick return plays. You had extra point like you mm-hmm. know blocked. So I, I don't look. I don't know if this is just you know maybe a you know like you say you don't want to show too much, but again, this could this be like you know a personnel thing? I don't know. I mean, we'll see once the you know, the cuts start coming you know down the pike, but. Uh, like I said, well, we'll talk more. You know, preseason week, you know, week two of the preseason. We'll talk about that later in the in the um, in uh, the second hour. But uh, yeah, I just I'm not liking what I'm seeing so far. I don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're just getting started. So we hit our bottom of the hour break. When we return, we'll have more on the Bears' preseason loss to the Buffalo Bills from last Saturday, and we'll get into some highlights and lowlights from Major League Baseball from this past weekend. Uh, our local teams uh, went all, almost all for the weekend, and we'll, you had to sort through that mess as well. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We'll see you and hear you on the flip side.
I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown as we wrap up our best discussion and review their preseason loss to the Buffalo Bills last Saturday by the score of 41 to 15. Would you start Justin Fields week one? You can place your comments in our comment section via our Facebook and YouTube pages. Search for Sports Zone Chicago once again at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and on YouTube, we'll, uh, we'll get your comments on there. Uh, Lakina McGee will post them up there for you. Whether you agree with us or not, just keep it respectful. If you decide to troll or disrespect, Lakina will give you the boot. <laughs> yes, we. Yes, I will. So again, we'll talk. We'll talk more uh, Bears and El preseason. We'll talk about the rest of the preseason slate in a minute. But you know, let's go to the diamond for a second, Sid. Unfortunately, not a good showing for both of the baseball teams, or the baseball teams over the weekend. They were outscored 18 to 1 on you know, both yesterday yesterday's game and Saturday's games. Mm-hmm. Um the you know, after that great start, we'll start with the White Sox first, but after that great start from the Sox on Friday with that great comeback win on Friday night, thanks in part to Mr. Tim Anderson. It that was basically it. Uh, they were just out. They were outscored eighteen to one, eight, uh, seventeen to one, I should say. They were shut out yesterday, and 
just not a good showing by neither Ronaldo Lopez nor Dallas Keuchel. He's had his struggles. They will get to him in a second. But, you know, I saw a little bit of that game on um, yesterday. Said it was just, oh, God, it was just terrible. <laughs> like, you know, Lopez couldn't get anybody out. And it was just, you know, it, that was it for him. He didn't have, you know, gave a lot of hits. He had four strikeouts. But you thought that maybe he was going to keep it up. But, you know, what? he did. They just, the wheels started, you know, the real started just, just fell off. And, you know, that that look that lineup, you know, yes, there are those are those guys are not, you know, you know, Mahi, you know, mm-hmm. Mejia and you know, Phillips, you know, who has really great hair and <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hair person. What what can I say? But uh <laughs> you know, they had like some Austin Meadows too, probably one of the probably one of the better, you know, young guys in the league that most people probably have never heard of, <laughs> but those go, those guys, those guys can hit. They've got a great like you know batting you know lineup with you know with the Rays. But what did you see? Because like, is there are there are there is there cause for concern? You know, for White Sox fans, or it's just like you know what you know. Let's just this a bad. It was a bad series. You know, just you know put it to the side. You're going up against a really good sort of a mirror image team. Well, you know, in Toronto. So what do you think about? Well, we'll talk about the, you know this week. You know, this past weekend series first. So what do you think about that? Uh, going to yesterday's game, uh, I have a laundry list on, on who's to blame. One, Tony Larusa and Tim Anderson did not play the last two games of that series. I'm not going to question the severity of, of the injury. I know the quotes came out yesterday saying that Tim Anderson was sore. If that's the case, so be it. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. skeptical on that. I'll leave that alone. I blame Tony Larusa for that. Uh, two ga- two straight games, which one? Uh, I think the Saturday game, even though they came back late. Uh, they, they should have won that one. Number two, Reynaldo Lopez. I had to disagree with you a little bit, Lakina. He actually didn't pitch that bad. It's just that the offense couldn't back him up. And number three, I blame Johan Makata slash uh, Eloy Jimenez for that drop fly ball uh, in the bottom of the first inning, which led to Tampa Bay's first run. And, of course, uh, the floodgates opened later on in the game. Uh, Lakina, I know mm-hmm. Eloy Jimenez is a bit bad in that lineup. I'll say it once, I'll say it again. I need him as a DH, Larusa. I need him more as a DH than in left field. He is not Ooh. there as a left fielder. Stop it! Okay? <laughs> Johan Mercado, I like him personally, but he should have called for that flat ball yesterday. I assume that he thought that Eloy was going to get it first. We all know that Eloy is not even an average outfielder, okay? Yohan Makata still had a chance to get it. It was miscommunication on both parts. I should have tweeted it out yesterday, but I was just so upset and wanted to tweet anything stupid. But that was just miscommunication and stupid on both their parts. And that's what led to Tampa Bay's first run in the ballgame. Of course, like I mentioned, they opened the floodgates up later on in the game. But stuff like that cannot happen. And people want to gloss over it. Lakina, we said this on this program before. We'll say it again. Their defense has been shoddy at times this year. I know we talk about the great starting pitcher. I know we talk about their great offense. And I know we want to talk about their bullpen, which uh, uh, went to hell yesterday. But their defense, people better not uh, overlook that because stuff like that that happened yesterday regarding Eloy and Johan Makana, if that comes up in the playoff time, that could change the game, that could change the series, and that could change your season. 
Well, also, too, some of the stuff from Saturday, I mean, those are some, you know, I saw some of the old highs from Saturday, and some of the feeling there was mm-hmm. a little bit suspect as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just one of those, you know, series that you just sort of say, you know, what what, what the heck is going on here, right? I mean, you know, you know Eloy was DHing actually that Saturday. It's just that, you know, the, the problem was that Keiko just, you know, had his, you know, you know, his struggles continued. I mean, gave up, you know, nine hits and, you know, six earned runs. I mean, that, that was just a terrible start by him. And, you know, mm-hmm. some of the, you know, some of it was fielding, some of it was, you know, the pitching, you know, kind of let, let themselves down. But, you know, mm-hmm. you, you wonder though, that as soon as, as soon as, you know, th- it doesn't get easier for the White Sox. They have to, they, they starting tonight, they have to play against a really good young, you know, Blue Jays team. And you know, we'll get to what happened in that game in a second, but you know, it, it's just like, you know, the bullpen, you know, the middle relief, you know, the defense, the lack of hitting, you know, and also to the pitching that needs to help themselves too. You know, it's one of those things where you, you say to yourself, okay, well, what, what's, what's going on here? I mean, they're lucky they're in a really bad division. You know, they're going to win a division, but again, once they get into the divisional round, what are they going to, who, it depends on who they, if they have to face Tampa, you know, or maybe the Yankees, or maybe even Houston will get to them in a second, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not freaking out just yet, but again, this does not look good right now for the White Sox. If I have to say, if you were to ask me like how far this team could go, I probably would say they get, maybe they get knocked down in the first round. In the beginning of the year, I said the ALCS, that this team will make the, the American League Championship Series. I still feel that way right now, so I'll stick with that. Going back to yesterday yesterday's game uh, another person that i had to put the blame pie give the blame pie to is andrew vaughn six inning two on two out swinging an inside pitch on on a three two count and you could have put some runs on the on the scoreboard perhaps maybe you could have snuck away with the win yesterday but he struck out and i said that was it i went to take a nap i woke up the game was over i said i'm glad i missed this show <laughs> missed this mm-hmm. crap show and i watched the majority of it yesterday and yeah, it was a it was a bad game for the White Sox. Uh, hopefully, you get Tim Anderson back tonight, uh, if not tomorrow. As you mentioned, they take on Toronto starting tonight uh, for a big four game series. The first three games are at six oh seven p.m. Central Standard Time. Thursday's game is at two oh seven p.m. local time uh, on Thursday before you face the Cubs next weekend. But uh, Lance Lynn. Uh, he's 10 and three. He's your starter tonight. I believe the White Sox will win tonight. He's going to set the tone, but the Sox better come out to play because like you mentioned, Lakina, Toronto's offense is second to none in baseball. They just don't have enough starting pitch. I know Jose Barrios, who they picked up on the, in a trade deadline from Minnesota, he'll pitch tomorrow against, uh, against the Sox. He'll face Dylan Jeez. Cease. Yep. But uh, the, the Sox better set the tone tonight. I'm looking forward as we get into the preview of the series now. I'm looking for two things. Dylan sees tomorrow. He starts tomorrow. Dallas Keuchel, who starts that Thursday game, Thursday afternoon game. Both of those guys, especially Keuchel, better turn it around fast or else this team, this starting rotation is in trouble. They, both those guys don't look as good as we thought they would in the beginning of the year. I'm more concerned about Keuchel than sees, to be honest with you. I think, as we said it a month ago, Lakina, who's going to be a third starter for the playoffs? Dallas Keigel, that ship has sailed. I think we told you guys this a month ago. Is Lance Lynn's going to be your game one starter? It looks like Carlos will die. Hopefully, he'll return soon. He's going to be a game two starter. Who's your third starter for game three? Right now, I have it in pencil, not in pen, Lucas Giolito. 
only because Larusa trusts him to throw a hundred pitches, and you know uh, uh, Giulia hasn't looked that hot lately. So that starting rotation is a little bit shaky right now. Yeah, looking at some of the you know, the starters for that game, they you know tonight you know Lynn faces Ma- Manoa, which you know that should be you know he's had his struggles this season, so you got to think Alec Manoa. So you wonder like there's no reason why this action win that game. Of course, you got Dillick season mm-hmm. against Jose Barrios, like you said, Sid. That should be an interesting one there. Then you've got Giolito against Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray has been kind of up and down this season, although has a... He pitched well against the Sox here in Chicago back in early June. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's actually a pretty... That'll be a tough one there. And then, you know, Kako faces Young Jun Ru. So that'll be... Hung Jun Jun Ru, I should say. So that should be... That'll be an interesting one there. So if you can at least split that series against the Blue Mm -hmm. Jays, maybe you could kind of walk away kind of happy. You had a pretty decent, like, near 500 in that... That tough stretch against the you know the Yankees, the A's, and the and the, the Devil, I mean the the Rays, and also to the Blue Jays. So if you can get, at least get to kind of like right right above five hundred, you know, win at the very least, split the series against the, the Blue Jays. I think you know if you can kind of like walk away, you know, come back home thinking, okay, you know what, we were able to kind of you know dodge a couple of bullets, you know, stop the bleeding in some of these cases, and just you know walk away thinking, okay, you know what, we can play against some of these top teams in the American League. You're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. If you want to comment on the White Sox and the Cubs, which we'll get to in a second, you can do so on our Facebook page or and or our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Post your comments right there. Lakina will get them up on the air. Lakina, go up. sticking with the White Sox. As I'm looking forward in this series, the starting pitching has to step up. But the defense has to be on point because, as we mentioned before, this defense has been shoddy all, all year long. Some of the games didn't look good. Other games, they have not. I want to see if they can play flawless defense uh, from start to finish as we go into the four-game series uh, on the road at Toronto. As we talked about on Friday, hopefully the Sox can come out four and three on the seven-game road trip. They still can. They just had to take three out of four in Toronto. Is it possible? Yes, but realistically, I think they'll split those two games. As long as you come out with a split, yes, you're three and four, but you still feel good about yourselves uh, going to that um, weekend series against the Cubs. You can't look too far ahead because the Cubs are terrible. We'll get talk about them in a second. But for the White Sox, we, we, they're playing around 500 balls since the All-Star break. Uh, it's now time to turn it on turn it on and, and get consistent and not just start winning, but playing consistent as well. The, now the bullpen, uh, Craig Kimball was not happy being taken out on Friday, which the bullpen gave that game up before Tim Anderson did what he did and tying it up in the ninth inning before winning it in the 11th inning on uh, last Friday. Uh, but that bullpen started to be shaky right now. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that Liam Hendricks, as we talked about last week, Lakina, I don't think we talked about it on Friday, but I think we did this time last Monday. I'm not saying put Liam Hendricks in an eighth inning role just yet. But talk to me at the end of this month to see if if I have him in that role, him and Craig Chemical switch. I'm not mm-hmm. there yet, but talk to me uh, at the end of the month by this time next week, and I'll give you my answer. But uh, uh, the back end of that bullpen is a little bit shaky right now. But give Jose Ruiz credit and Ryan Tapera, who was also picked up at the trade deadline. Uh, he's been pitching well these last couple of weeks. 
Yeah, he yeah, definitely has. Probably one of the few bright spots there in that bullpen for the you know, yeah. for the White Sox. And you know, you, again, you you hope that this is just you know a little you know blip in there on the mm-hmm. radar. You know, a, a long season. Hopefully, they can get together before the season over. That way, they can be ready for the playoffs. Because you know, we we say that yes, timely hitting can help you win a lot of play playoff games, but also, but also can your, your bullpen your bullpen can actually easily win your games as as it'll lose your games in the playoffs so mm-hmm. let's you know let's see if the bullpen the Sox bullpen get together now real quick you know for the Cubs where we've talked about the rest of MLB uh they were just you know got swept <laughs> by the Royals it was just it was just awful I I kind of at this point I think you just gotta stop the stop the bleeding and just you know it, they're they're tanking it, it, they're 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 going to be fighting you know, with the <laughs> Orioles and the Diamondbacks for you know worst record in the league and yes you get all this other stuff you got exhibits you know with with Hall of Famers you know with no Sammy but again that's another story for another uh, we won't have time to get into that but uh get all this other stuff yeah all this stuff coming very, 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 very good to me <laughs> yeah I will say yeah well yeah I mean you know you got all you got the marquee network that's up and running you got all this other stuff you know you're gonna have money coming in so you're not gonna have any excuse to not you'll be able to, you know, spend this off season. But again, that's another story, but you know, just, a, you know, they got swept by the Royals and there's really nothing else to say. They, they play the Rockies starting tonight. It is just, ugh. I, I, let's talk about some other stuff that happened in, in baseball. Some really, <laughs> a really big, a really big miles. For today. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that one out there. Cause I know Sid will have nothing else to add. <laughs> so just, unless, unless you do, I don't know. What do you have something to add, Sid? Uh, maybe Patrick Wilson would have the most home runs as a rookie uh, in the Cubs uniform. I uh, know he's uh, up there with um, Giovanni Soto and some of the other guys. Uh, I, I, I saw the list uh, during the telecast yesterday. Maybe Patrick Wilson would have 25 home runs by the time the season's out. That's probably only one of the few reasons why you watch the Cubs baseball at this point. Yeah, definitely one of the few bright spots there. Very lots of wisdom for Patrick Wisdom and still very young. So yes. one of the few again, we'll we'll get into some of the future of it, but we'll see what happens there. But one of my favorite things that happened over the weekend, something that did happen on you know yesterday, and that is, you know, as you saw right there, Mr. Mickey Cabrera. Mm-hmm. He became the twenty-eighth. This is actually crazy to say that he's just a twenty-eighth player to join the five hundred home run club, which is you know very cool. The six out born outside the U.S. joining guys like Pujols, Sammy, Rafael Palmero, Manny, Big Poppy David Ortiz. So he joins that group. He also joins another group that he is only one of four players that's in that 500 home run club. You know who also he has hit for the triple ground, won a World Series, an MVP award. So joining guys like Jimmy Fox, Mickey Mantle, and Frank Robinson. So that's a pretty impressive list there too. <laughs> so were you able to, I saw the replay of it. It was, you know, really cool to see. And, you know, what'd you think about that moment? Sid? Cause you know, and it, they just, just, you know, edging out Toronto in that series and winning that series. So what'd you think about that moment? Yeah, congratulations to Miguel Cabrera. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And congratulations to the Toronto Blue Jays fans for giving him a standing ovation, recognizing the moment and an achievement in, in a historic career of Mr. Cabrera. I remember him as a skinny kid with the Florida Marlins. Of course, yes. you Cup fans know what he did <laughs> to your mm. squad back the 03 NLCS. Um, he's, he's been a, a consistent hitter throughout his career. I know Hulk Harrelson, now the Hall of Fame broadcaster, or from the White Sox that called him and Manny Ramirez the two best right hitters he's ever seen outside of Frank Thomas uh, during their 
their careers. And so Miguel Cabrera, I know he's getting older than two. I know hopefully if Detroit turns around, he may be a part of it, but who knows? But uh, it, it's an historic achievement. And congratulations to him once again. It was a very cool moment. He finally got that out the way. Will he get 3,000 hits? I know he's uh, 45 for 44 hits away from that. I don't have the numbers yeah. in front of me, but it's about, yeah, it's about uh, 45, yeah. 45. I don't know if he's going to get 45 hits between now and the end of the season, but if he plays a couple more years, I'm sure he'll get it, provided that he stays healthy. I know he's getting old in the tooth. I know injuries have slowed him down the last couple of years, but if he plays a couple more years, I'm sure he'll get to 3,000. There'll be another uh, notch in his belt in his Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. So congrats to him. They're very deserving. And, you know, he finally got that off because he, he kind of been stuck at 499 for like almost two, like two, three weeks. So it was, yes. he, was, he was definitely weighing on him. So now that he finally got that out the way, he can, you know, go for even more records now. Of course, the Yankees have now won, you know, they've they got nine in a row. Of course, their, their, their last game against the Twins were postponed due to Hurricane Henri. You know, hopefully, you know, those of you who live out there in that area in the Northeast, you know, hopefully you guys are staying safe and you guys as you guys are cleaning up from from the storm um you know they're still right they're right there in the al east i mean they just you know we people thought that this team was left for dead and now they've won nine in a row their hitting have their hitting has been you know really good their pitching has actually pitching has actually been pretty solid you know yeah. outside of garrett cole but you know yeah i mean like i'm not gonna say they're gonna come back and you know Get the you know take the ALEs away from the Rays, but you know Garrett Cole had an, another good start yesterday. Six strikeouts, you know, no only <laughs> gave up a walk. So and yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't give up only gave up a walk. So just a just a really solid um, stretch for the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees took care of business, uh, sweeping away the Minnesota Twins. I had a chance to check out some of the action on FS1 on Saturday, and the Yankees are getting some of their stars back. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is coming off the COVID list. I know Luke Voigt had a big home run. I don't know if you saw he did his best Stone Cold Steve yes. Austin invitation by <laughs> slamming the water bottles together before sipping it down. But I know he's been uh, talking to manager Aaron Boone saying that he wants playing time and one of the reasons why Anthony Rizzo's there because Voigt's been hurt and been inconsistent all year. And so we'll see how well how that situation plays itself out. Let's see if Luke Voigt can keep it up. Now, my question for the Yankees is, uh, besides uh, Cortez Jr., I, believe, I know he pitched against the White Sox who beat them last weekend, but will the starting rotation get healthy enough in time for the playoffs? I know Corey Kruber is scheduled to be back sometime next month, but if you got to depend on Garrett Cole, you're going to be in trouble. So my two concerns for the Yankees is who else is going to uh, step up in their starting rotation, and will that bullpen get right? Assuming that Walter Chapman comes back between now and the end of the season because the Yankees' bullpen has been terrible especially uh, in these last couple of months, especially after the All-Star break. And they've also been taxed, too, I got to say. They've, they've pitched yeah. a lot of innings, so that's that's another issue. And you know, hopefully, if you're a Yankees fan, that, you know, Ronaldo Chapman can, can come back and you know, sort of, like, take the, some of the, the pressure off some of your bullpen because they, they've done what they can, but they need to, they need to mm -hmm. get, get Chapman back. You know, the, I know, the, I know some, I know Braves fans are probably going to be listening to this and say, wait, what about us? Well, look, you guys have played the Nationals, the Marlins, and the Orioles. So I'm sorry if, you know, no one's really talking about y'all, you know, so you know, just yet. You know, I know you guys, you've won nine in a row, nine in a mm -hmm. row as well, but you're going to be facing the Yankees. So we'll see what you're made of, Atlanta, because I, 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 mm -hmm. I'm not a believer. I'm, I know you're up five on the Phillies, but I, I don't believe, I don't believe in you guys. I'm sorry. I don't. 
Yeah, we'll see as both those teams face off in hot landing starting tonight. I know that game nationally is going to be seen on MLB Network. And so I, I don't have the pitching matchup in front of me. But if you're Atlanta, if you're lucky that you're not, you don't have to face Garrett Cole for the series. So uh, that's one thing that's going in your advantage if you're Atlanta Braves fan. And number two, you, you're playing down in Truist Field. And so that's another advantage heading to the, the matchup starting tonight. But Lakina, uh, uh, this is a big series for both these teams. Uh, who who needs it more is Atlanta, because the NL East is is up, still up for grabs. The Mets, we'll talk about them in a, in a second, but the Mets are on the free fall. Philadelphia, they had a tough series against San Diego over the weekend. <laughs> like, as we mentioned these last couple of weeks, who wants that division? <laughs> who it's wants a that division? Tale. Yeah, give Atlanta Braves credit. Like you mentioned, they won the game. They they won the games they were supposed to win uh, on their schedule. But you facing a real good Yankees team who's certainly got a hot. Who's all of a sudden got hot since the All Star break and they getting some healthy guys back. Uh, this is a big test for them. I can't wait to watch this game tonight. What else? What else kind of caught your attention this weekend in, in Major League Baseball? Uh, San Francisco Giants, the LA Dodgers uh, thrashing the Mets, the San Diego Padres. And now I cannot wait for this matchup uh, to start. It starts tomorrow. But uh, San Diego versus uh, the Dodgers for the NL West title. I know the Giants out there uh, are up a couple of uh, two and a half games, I want to say, uh, in the series with the Dodgers. The Padres starts tomorrow. But uh, who, in your opinion, before I give my take on it, like, uh, with the Dodgers and Padres uh, from San Diego, which starts tomorrow, which team needs that series more? Oh, the Padres. They're they're thirteen back now in the National League East, and they're still I think they're still I don't know how far they are back in the wild card. I'll look it up right quick, but mm-hmm. they need they need the series more than you know, the Dodgers. I mean, they're they're one game back in the second wild card spot behind the Reds. They've been kind of they've won four in a row. The Reds have, but again, you never know with the Reds. So, but I think if you're the Padres, like you need this more. But also too, I think I, I can see why the Dodgers might need more too because they want to they want to keep pace with the with the, the Giants. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe. Yeah, I think both these teams need it, but I think maybe the Padres might need it more. Mm-hmm. But I think the Dodgers, you know, also too, because they want to kind of keep pace and sort of like keep them kind of keep the Giants kind of within their size. I think they they if you ask them, they believe they can they can catch up catch them, and they actually will play them in some in a couple of weeks. So again, mm-hmm. this is going to be very interesting. You know, this should be a really good series regardless. But yeah, they lost they lost they lost uh, that that last you know series that last game of the series. You know, didn't didn't sweep. You know, the Mets, I'm sure they wanted to, but uh mm-hmm. but but the thing is to look they they won a series and you know they they you know like I said they play San Fran next week next weekend. We'll okay, of course we'll talk about that, but you know, they've mm-hmm. got a look, they've got they've got a chance, you know, the Dodgers do it kind of like, you know, sort of hammering it down on the the Padres in the um <laughs> for the National League West. But like I think I think both teams need it, but I think the Padres probably need just a little bit more. I agree with you. The Padres need more. Of course, news coming across the wires that they fired pitching coach Larry Rothschild. That name sounds familiar to you, Chicago fans. He was a former pitching coach of the Chicago Cubs back in the day. Uh, the San Diego's they, they had pitching problems. We talked about it on, on Friday. Lakeem, they picked up Jake Arrieta, who lost his first game uh, last Wednesday. Uh, no, Fernando Chances Jr., who's been hurt all year long. 
Uh, he's now back, but playing in the outfield. Their offense has been up and down. So yes. they they need to win this series against the Dodgers starting tomorrow because, like you said, they play the Giants again. Uh, uh, they need to they need to get it together and get it together fast. I know they've been struggling these last couple of weeks, losing series to the. They were no hit by the Diamondbacks almost a couple of weeks ago. They got swept yeah. at Colorado. As we told you guys before, these are the dog days of the summer. And uh, by the time we uh, we convene on Friday, we'll. This it will be the last weekend of this month, so you start to see uh, teams who can uh, who's trying to hang in there uh, and and the pressure setting on who's going to survive this as we go into the month of September. The Padres uh, they need to perhaps sweep the Dodgers to uh, have a have a, a swingers chance at the division title, but that wild card status, as you mentioned, I'm sure you'll go over again. Uh, they need to keep intact of that because if they don't, it's going to be over for them in a hurry. Yeah, they're only a game back. Like, like I said, the Padres are the second for that second wild card spot, spot behind the Reds. So you you wonder at this point. I mean, you know, you, you really need this series if you're at least if you can't sweep, you know, the Dodgers series, you at least you know win it so that you can kind of like try to source make it keep you within distance in that wild card spot. I mean, you've got a lot of teams that sort of like a log jam there. Now, for me, I think this is a series for me. I think it's Seattle and Oakland. I think both yeah. teams, you know, they're still still right there, and they Seattle's like three back, and Oakland's tied with Boston. Boston, yeah, Seattle's on the last legs. Yeah, so you know, Boston, you know, has been kind of in sort of like in a tailspin too because they're pitching, like you said, Sid, that's kind of finally caught up with them. And mm-hmm. also too, if you, I think they're they're gonna, I think the A's and the you know the Mariners are gonna try and knock each other out, you know, to kind of try to get mm-hmm. it's sort of like right there in a contention in the AL. And also too, they they you know they may have it. Look, it might be a a long shot, but they still have, you know, a, a shot to win maybe the AL West. I think yeah, I know Houston has been kind of been up and down lately, but mm-hmm. you know, they can still, they can still kind of like, you know, make a go at it, I think, but we'll see. Yeah. Oakland needs to get on a hot streak. I know they uh, got it together here in Chicago by uh, defeating the Sox last Thursday, avoiding the sweep. But as, as I mentioned before, if Oakland gets in the playoffs, they could be very dangerous. Matt Chapman, up there. He's one of the bright young stars over there, and so and they got a good, very good starting staff. So uh, they're not going to go away quietly as far as the division is concerned, but uh, they're going to be hanging around for that wild card. Now, Boston, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, these last couple of weeks, I know Chris Hill has returned to the starting rotation, but their offense has has sputtered. I know they picked up Cal Schwarber at the trade deadline. Uh, Rafael Devers, I believe, is the best offensive third baseman in the American League, if not at all of baseball. And and the, their offense has been carrying them all year long. But at this time of year, Lakina, as you well know, and especially getting into the playoffs, it's all about defense and starting pitching. If you have those two things, you'll win a title. Uh, exactly. We'll just we'll just go. We won't go like series by series because we're we're, we're up mm-hmm. against it. But we'll go like on the top series. Um, Tampa Bay and Philly. That you know that starts tomorrow. That should be a a good mm-hmm. series there. San Fran and. The Mets, you know, New York, you know, Metropolitans, that should be interesting one. Big there. series for the Mets. Yeah, because if they want to keep up, you know, of course we mentioned Atlanta and and um, New York as they host, you know, New York for these first few few games this week. So, yeah, so some pretty good series coming up. So to kind of like sort of, you know, keep it intact because we're right near the, we're near this almost mm-hmm. at the end of August. And I think this is sort of when things start to kind of, you know, churn along mm-hmm. and going into gear. So we'll see. Yeah, you had to sep- this is when the men and the boys separate as we head down the home stretch. And we'll see what happens because there's a lot of uh, exciting uh, times ahead for baseball. And so this is 
or what you live for. If you're a baseball fan, you're a baseball player, you know, in, in playoff contention, and you need to step up, and we'll see uh, um, what uh, uh, what these teams have made of. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead as you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. It looks like Lakina, the next hour is going to be a, a sort of a free for all hour. We got to talk about the Bulls' schedule that was released over the weekend. We didn't get to that on uh, Friday. We had to talk about that. Uh, a major uh, debate show may see a change. We'll talk about that. And we'll get into some other things. And yours truly had uh, another nostalgia moment uh, uh, this past weekend. We'll get into that as well. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll see and hear you on the flip side. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Excuse me. 
<laughs> you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan underscore McGee on the IG. You can listen to Second City Sports Real Live and in Living Color every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app at, on uh, Google Play or wherever you uh, download your apps. Make sure you, uh, you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. And you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all of our social media pages. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Search for Sports Zone Chicago on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can follow uh, our audio version of this podcast at War on Anchor. Uh, we're everywhere you download your podcast, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at WAR Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Yes, and you want to comment on today's show, you can do so on our Facebook and Facebook and YouTube pages, rather, at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Make sure you put your comments in the comment section, and Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Whether you agree with us or not, make sure you keep it respectful. If you decide to troll or make a fool of yourself, Lakina will probably give you the boot. Yes, I will. Keep them clean and keep them, you know, keep them not offense. Or the liberty is keep them PG rated. I'll say that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's kick off hour number two of Second City Sports. As, uh, <laughs> this is a, perhaps a free-for-all hour. We'll get into a little basketball. LeBron James is in his feelings once again. But before we get to that, Makina, uh, the, uh, the Bulls' schedule for the 2021-22 season was released over the weekend. We didn't get a chance to comment on it on Friday. We're not going to break down every game. This is not the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so the, uh, we'll just keep it uh, to a T. Makina, they open up the season. I believe you correct correct me if I'm wrong since I don't have the schedule in front of me. They open up on Wednesday, October 20th uh, at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on the road against the Detroit Pistons. Yes, they do. You are right. All right, the memory's not shot yet. You are correct, sir. Yes, they are. The first game of the first regular season game will be against the one and only Detroit Pistons and Kate Cunningham. So, yes, I knew you were yeah. going to say that. <laughs> But that should be a, that should be a fun one there. That's an early game at six six o'clock our time. So the whole opener will be a couple of days later on that that Friday as as Lonzo New Bull Lonzo Ball will be facing his former team the Pelicans on October twenty second that Friday. So a big a pretty good look. If you look at the schedule, I mean, look like I said we're not going to break down every game. <laughs> you know, you should be glad with that or not. But you know, the first few the first couple of weeks, you know, I don't want to say that. You know, they could kind of make some inroads here, but you know, that's a. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe that might be. You know, I'm not going to say like I said. I'm not going to say that that they'll win every. You know, that they're bigs all, but I, I think I'm like kind of like what I'm seeing here with the scheduling so far. I mean, they get twelve. They get twelve nationally televised games, which is great. Um, no, mm-hmm. no TNT games. Like, there's only one TNT game, and that's against Memphis. That's a road game, and then that's that's like, that's I believe it's an MLK Day game. So, yes. so yes. that won't. So there's no home game there, but you know they're getting their respect a little bit. But as I said they do they do move games around, so mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yes, we told you guys on Friday. I said between ten and fifteen nationally televised games for the Chicago Bulls. Like you said, they had twelve, correct? 
Uh, last I checked, it was twelve. But yeah, like I said, okay. they they do they do like they do. Um, you know, still maneuvering. So mm-hmm. we'll see. So the the what it's telling me is that the league is expected the Bulls to do great things this year. And like you said, if they have a really a, have a surprise start, a surprise start to the season, like you said, they're gonna move some of those games around because. Let's be honest here. With all these professional leagues in your four major sports, you want your big markets to do well, especially in the NBA. You saw the resurgence with the Knicks last year, whether it was smoke and mirrors, and I will find out this year. But last year, they were the number four team in the East. You saw, even though they lost their first-round series to the Atlanta Hawks, uh, the Knicks drew in big numbers. Uh, the, the, the Lakers, of course, they lost in the first round to Phoenix last year, but your big market team was in the playoffs. Of course, their little brother, the Clippers, made it finally to the Western Conference Finals before Kawhi and Leonard's knee gave way. But you need your big market teams to do well. The, uh, as I asked this question before, Lakina, when was the last time the Bulls were this relevant before the start of a season? The last time I can remember was 2015, and that was the last go around for Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Joe Kim Noah, and that crew. And that was the year. They lost to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the second round of their season. If you remember, that's when LeBron James came back to Cleveland the second go around. And that was the last I can remember a, a hype uh, for a Bulls team to do great things going into a season. It's been six, seven years. Oh, so you mean that that time when, you know, you had, we had D. Wade and Jimmy and No, Rondo, this is before that- D. Wade came out. This is before yeah, well, no, well, no, 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 I'm saying that, you know, that, that didn't like that didn't tickle, tickle your, your salary region either, that that didn't tickle your fancy, that that, that whole game didn't, you know, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't you know, yeah, that, 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 that wasn't a oh, big thing that, for you. That D-Wade, no, and that D-Wade, no, we all know why he did it, because Miami wouldn't give him his money, and number two, uh, remember, Dwayne Wade told you he was, he was going to have to take some games off because of his knee, some folks didn't want to hear that, but we all saw what happened. It was drama between him and Rondo and Butler. We won't go through that again, but I was not excited. No, a couple years before this, as I mentioned, yes. And it turned out to be the last go around for, for that for that group. But uh, going back to this uh, team now for the Chicago Bulls, I, I'm, I'm excited. You have DeMar DeRozan, as you mentioned, Lonzo Ball. You have rookie Io Dosumu is going to take some time for him to get acclimated to the NBA game, but uh, you can afford to do that because uh, he's not brought here. He wasn't drafted here to quote unquote save the franchise like D Rose was a decade ago. So uh, you're going to see some great things hopefully from him. You have a real coach in Billy Donovan, and let's not forget Kobe White. Hopefully he'll start the year healthy, but if not, uh, you can take your time with him, and uh, hopefully he can be that spark plug along with Dosumu coming off the bench. So. I'm liking what I'm seeing from this Bulls team. Tangley, you still have Laurie marketing. We'll see what role he has if he's still on this team by opening night. And so uh, looking at this Bulls team, uh, we're giving credit. We're credits due to GM Mark Eversley and AK, uh, a tourist condition is uh, the team president. So I'm liking what I'm looking at this Bulls roster right now. You, I'm looking, looking at the schedule for the month of October. They can get off to a good start. And if they can do that, uh, they'll be right in the thick of things. As we said before, the kid, just stay out of the number seven spot so you don't have to waste your time playing the playing tournament. If you can finish in the top six, that's what the season is about. Of course, uh, you have to stay healthy. But outside of that, just stay out of, out of the number seven spot. You'll be okay. Yeah, that yeah, um, yeah, that that like I said, those first couple of weeks, it actually looks pretty good. I mean, like I said, we got you got Detroit twice, you know, and. 
you know, we got the Pelicans in between at home. Toronto, they're rebuilding. Zion! <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah, and also you got Toronto, they're rebuilding. So you got there's no reason why they shouldn't win that game. They got the Knicks. So we'll see how at home. So we'll see how the Knicks looks. We'll see Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you never know with Utah. I mean, hopefully now that they're in a that this is a better roster. Maybe they can you know sort of you know push the Jazz a little bit. You know, the November schedule is a little bit concerning. I mean, they they play both the LA teams and they're in the, you know a West. You know, the West Coast road trip, of course, they got Portland and Denver also during that time. Also the goal, also Golden State. We'll see how Clay Thompson looks. They got Boston. They got Philly twice. They got, uh, yeah, they got Brooklyn and Dallas. You know, they get both those games at home, which is, you know, which, you know, that show up a little bit. You know, hopefully we'll have a, have a, at least somewhat a full crowd at the UC. You got the Knicks, you know, the Pacers, you know, they got Houston, Orlando and Miami and Charlotte. So, Sort of an up and down. It's kind of like a mixed schedule for the Bulls. A very, like I said, very tough uh, West Coast road trip. You know, if you can at least get two and three, just don't go over like one and four. I think you'll be feeling you'll feel pretty good about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, but then you know, December, you know, we get a little bit of a break. You know, you got after the Knicks in Brooklyn, you got Denver and. You know, got Cleveland and Miami. That should be a fun one there. We got to get our girl Lana on for that one. That should be a, that should be a <laughs> funny one there. Uh, December eleventh, um, Detroit. You know, Detroit, Toronto. You'll get a nice little home. You know, home stand against you know the L. You know, the Lakers. You know, you'll be done with that. Yeah, when do Lakers come like, here? Uh, December nineteenth. December nineteenth. That could be a trap game for the Lakers because they played the Brooklyn Nets at home on Christmas Day. That's six days away between those those two games. So mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting that you get the L.A., uh, both the, the Lakers games out the way before 2022. So uh, if you can split there, that uh, that's going to be – that's going to be an accomplishment for this Bulls team. Like you said, you can get the Lakers on – now I'm not sure they're going to beat them on their road trip in November, but December, keep an eye on that game. Because you can send the Lakers, uh, uh, I'm sure, you know, LeBron James always wants to put on a show here in Chicago mm-hmm. because he, he, he idolized Jordan. But if you can sneak away with that game before, because I'm sure they're going to look ahead to that uh, game against Brooklyn on Christmas Day. Both the, some both those teams are healthy or close to being healthy. The Bulls could probably sneak away with that game on that night. Don't overlook that. They could, they could. I mean, like you said, this could be a trap game for the Lakers, so that should be. And it's also nationally televised too. That's good. I think that's an ABC game, if I'm not mistaken. That that Lakers game, or it might mm. be ESPN. I'm not really sure, but it is a two. There is a two thirty game, so I'm sure it is going to be televised. So, you know, that might you know be the Bulls' best chance to show you know the, the nation that hey, we're we're pretty good now. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know, then you got Toronto and Indiana to, to finish up the the year, the calendar year. You know, yeah, Atlanta mm-hmm. home and home. They get Indiana on New Year's Eve to finish up, you know, 2021. So, you know, the January, the January schedule look doesn't look too bad. I mean, you got you get the Wizards twice, you know, they're kind of rebuilding. Then you got Orlando, Dallas, you know, gets Luca, you got Brooklyn and Golden State at home, then you got Boston. So, you know, yeah, you when is that Golden State game? That is January 14th. So okay, so a, yeah. the snow, yeah, the snow and the cold. Steph Curry, hopefully a healthy Clay Thompson and old Draymond Green, should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, all, and all you Warriors fans that went away for a couple of years, you'll come back to the UC, pretend that you're 
been a fan for seven, eight years with you liars. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> well, you well, you know how how well I'm not gonna say they're fair weather fans, but well, yeah, they kind of are. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but but, uh, but yeah, but yeah, uh, they got they got Memphis and Cleveland, you know, and Milwaukee, the defending, you know. Defending NBA champs, the Bucks. Is that Milwaukee's yeah. first visit to Chicago in January? I believe. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, the yes, defending world champion uh, Bucks. Yeah. So yeah, that's a, that's their first trip to play. That's gonna be their first meeting, I believe. So. Yeah, Paul, are you feel like the Giannis fans will come uh, sell out the UC as well, but I'll leave that alone. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, Orlando, Atlanta, uh, OKC, and San Antonio. That's part of their homestand. And, of course, they go back on the road. Uh, that's part of the road trip. So they come back home mm-hmm. on the 31st, on the 30th, I should say, in January, to play, you know, to host Portland. That should be a interesting one there. Of course, you know, Dave would yeah, love playing that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember what happened last year <laughs> yeah, with Dave yeah. and Lillard. Woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, a pretty, yeah, you know, we won't want to re- rehash that. Of course, you know, in February... <laughs> You know, in February they got a lot of home games. You know, against Philly, Phoenix. You know, we'll see how Phoenix looks. That's going to be their first trip here to Chicago, mm-hmm. Minnesota, OKC. You know, they get the other Spurs, and and of course Sacramento. Then they got the All Star game. You know, to finish up the other off before All Star break, and then they have Atlanta. Yeah, when's All Star break? That is February eighteenth through the twentieth. So. Okay, and I believe it's in Cleveland this year. Yep. I want to say is in you Cleveland right. this year. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. So, hope you get Zach Levine, maybe Demar Derozan, maybe. Yeah. Will yeah. we get yeah. two All Stars from the Bulls this year? That'd be cool. And the, the Vucevic too. That, so, I, think, so. I think that's a. I think that's a. Uh, we can put up as a bet. Will the Bulls get two All Stars this year? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's a real realistic chance. I really do. Yeah. Over under. You know, we'll get the over unders there. Um. Then of course, you know, we go to Mars. Like I said, we're not going to go through all the games, but then we go, you go to Mars. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of. You got a, a lot of, excuse me, got a lot of road games. And that's, that's, you know, Philly, you know, Philly Detroit, you know, Sacramento, Utah, Phoenix. You got to go back on the road out west. Then you have Toronto in between, sandwich in between that road trip. So you got to go back to Milwaukee and, you know, New Orleans and Cleveland and sort of a mixed bag. And, you know, to finish up, you know, we've got, a lot of uh, home games to finish. We got Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Charlotte. Did they finish on the road at Minnesota? So on the on April tenth. So you finish the season. Hopefully, you know the Bulls can avoid the play-ins and maybe they can mm-hmm. make a nice little run the playoffs. What do you think the the your what are your ex expectate your three two one what are your expectations <laughs> for the Chicago Bulls this year coming up for the 2021-22 season? You can place your comments on our comments page on our Facebook page and on our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago once again at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Uh, what are your expectations for the Chicago Bulls this upcoming season? Will we get to All Stars this year? I think it's a realistic chance. Place your comments uh, on our comments page, and Lakina will get them up for you. Now, Lakina, uh, uh, just reading out that schedule, it looks like they have a, a easy start to the uh, to the season with at least the month of October into early November. Now, after the All Star break, which you just read, uh, they had another tough West Coast road trip. It looks like things even out at the end, uh, assuming that the Bulls can hang around 500 or slightly above 500. I don't know when the trade deadline is, but let's put into account the Bulls are struggling or have a bit that is struggling or 
They're barely hanging around 500. And you know, if, if Mark Eversley and AK can make a trade and trade down line, the way their schedule looks, you can, you finish up strong. As we said, just stay out of number seven. You're okay. And from, from the way that the schedule ever, ever, ever flows, uh, they can finish between four and six. I know ESPN, NBA, NBA analyst, former player, Kendrick Perkins, expectable to be around that fourth and fifth spot. If they stay healthy and assume that they're good around the trade deadline, they can add a piece or two. Between four and six is realistic. Along with those 70 major injuries. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see. You know, where this Bulls team will be by the end of the by the you know, the All Star break. I mean, do they, mm-hmm. you know, do they get to maybe be right there in like the four top four or five, maybe six? If it, like you said, I think that the 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 key is to sort of stay away from the play in, stay away from the seven to ten spots, mm-hmm. and you know, you'll be you know, avoid the play in. And and look, I, I think I'm going to keep my expectations sort of tempered. You know, I know we got to, you know, the, the team is much better. You got, you know, you definitely upgraded, you know, you got another superstar and, a, you know, all NBA and DeRozan. Then you got a, a pretty solid, you know, guard in Lonzo mm-hmm. Ball. Then you, you know, you got, and don't, and don't forget, you got, and then you got a couple of guys. There. You got Tony Bradley Jr. Um, mm-hmm. You got, um, you know, some of these other, you know, there's some big moves here for the Bulls and, you know, it, it's just definitely like you gotta, you know, Alice Caruso too. Don't forget, you know, you yes. know, you gotta look, look. I think a lot of people are underestimating that move. So I think that that's another move that's being kind of like underestimated there by some uh, NBA fans. But there's no reason why the Bulls can't, at the very least, be like in the fifth or sixth, you know, spot in the East. You know, are I they? Agree. Are they? Are are they? Are they better than Philly? Maybe. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're better than Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but. Are they They're better not better than those two right now. No, no. Are they better than They're Boston? They're better than Boston. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, you know, who who else? Uh, are they better than Miami? I think they think are kind of even with Miami. I think, but you know, maybe Miami is just give, a little I bit give, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give Miami a slight edge. Shout out to our girl on a talk hour, but mm-hmm. I, I give Miami a slight edge, just a slight edge. I think they're in the same boat as the Bulls. Yeah, they're so, in the same um, boat as the Bulls as far as being in the middle of the pack of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, so that's, that'll be very interesting there. So what else is going to sort of caught your attention in the, in the NBA this week? Uh, LeBron James um, um, acting like a 15-year-old kid again on Twitter. Uh, there was a ESPN poll uh, uh, done uh, surveying GMs, uh, uh, GMs uh, contributing to a survey around the league saying that LeBron James is not the best player in the league anymore. Is Giannis and it's Kevin Durant. There's a debate going back and forth. Then LeBron tweeted, I'm just paraphrasing here, saying that uh, you saying that I washed up okay. You commented on my team being too old. Now you saying that I washed up as well. Uh, and then <laughs> I, I guess some players, some people need the attention to motivate themselves. I get it. We saw that with Michael Jordan. Of course, both of us growing up here in Chicago, we knew that firsthand. But LeBron James trying to make something out of nothing. I, I get it. You want to use it as motivation. Let's be honest here. Like, you know, sandwich, sandwich in between the 2020 championship. He, he's been hurt two out of three years he's been in Los Angeles. Hopefully he stays healthy for this year if he does. Uh, the Lakers have a better chance at a title. Looking at their roster, of course, they picked up Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Anthony Davis hoping to be back healthy as he's try- he, as he tries to be the face of the franchise. Now, hopefully he plays a full season. Uh, they picked up a couple, a couple of other guys. 
uh, to stabilize that roster. I know Russell Westbrook, uh, they, they picked up via trade. And mm-hmm. speaking of Alex Caruso, Makina, the Lakers are really going to miss Alex Caruso. And I hope Laker fans really uh, accept that fact because he was an energy guy that came off the bench. He, didn't give, he gave you some score, but he gave you the intensity on defense. And that's what I like about what the Bulls did picking up Caruso. He's going to bring that intensity coming off the bench. He's going to give you some added scoring that you didn't expect, but he's going to set the tone defensively coming off the bench. And that's what the Lakers are going to miss the most. Yeah, and I think that's gonna that's that's why I say that that move by by the Bulls to sign him, I think it's sort of being kind mm-hmm. of under. I mean, I, I mentioned a lot in a lot of the outlets because I think he did a yeah. lot of that stuff. He kind of was a facilitator on the defensive side for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that was a big upgrade, and that was much needed for the Bulls. So that was a nice signing by AK and Mark Eversley. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see what else sort of like you know, like the the Christmas game. We talked about the Christmas Day games a couple uh you know a couple mm-hmm. of days ago in our last our last show, but you know some you know very interesting you know some of the matchups here and. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I can't wait for the season to start because I think there's no reason why the Bulls can't, at the very least, you know, get into the, the playoff chase. Mm-hmm. And then, like like I said before, if, you know, barring any you know, major injuries or major setbacks with guys, you know, also, too, don't forget Kobe White should be back by January. So I, I'm wondering, like, okay, you're, I'm sure he's going to be fit somewhere there, too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just see what, what the what the Bulls can do here. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll get, as we get close to the season, we'll get some of our, our buddies, you mm-hmm. know, to come back and, you know, talk, you know, Bulls and NBA with us. But, you know, I'm, I, if you're a Bulls fan, you're feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. Uh, exciting times are ahead of, 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 for our Bulls fans. Hopefully, at the UCS fans return to full capacity and, uh, they, they should be excited about their Bulls. Before we take our uh, last break, Lakina, can you run down the schedule for uh, opening night for TNT? And I know the rest of the national schedule was released over the weekend. And so I'll just, we just point out just the opening night and then a couple of key games because I know they won't have as many doubleheaders to start the year, but it's going to pick up uh, as the year goes along. And plus they're going to bring their – Tuesday doubleheaders back as well, formerly known as Players Only Broadcast. Mm-hmm. I do actually have the Tuesday schedule right here for the 19th of October. Um, a, a rematch, you know, from last season's playoffs. You got Brooklyn and Milwaukee. We'll see how Brooklyn mm-hmm. looks. You know, are they going to be at full ring night? Yeah, I'll say we'll also have Kyrie and also, like you said, ring night. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of emotion there, too. So, you don't be surprised that the Nets handle the Bucks handily because usually, you know, ring nights is a lot of emotion and your mind is not in it. You're mm-hmm. looking at your ring, especially if it's your first ring, like Giannis. So yeah. I would be don't be shocked if you know, the Nets, you know, somehow bulldoze the Bucks. You know, that's sort of how it works. You know, we saw what happened yeah. you know, with the Lakers this past season. So yeah. <laughs> you know, if, if things happen with the Warriors too a couple of times. Yes. Yeah, so it's 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 sort of you know par for the course if you're a champion. Also, too, another good one here that that night cap you got Golden State and the Lakers. I mean, you know, hopefully Anthony Davis will be back. Hopefully, you know, Clay Thompson will be back. Yes. That should be a fun one there, and I'm sure mm-hmm. TNT's you know depending on that. So that should be a fun one there for for uh, for the West Coast viewers too with a little West Coast basketball. Yep, and hopefully for the Warriors, uh, it is going to be a, a good year for them. Uh, will they trade James Weissman, who will be going to his second year out of Memphis? As you assume that uh, Steph Curry got a big contract extension as well, so he's going to stay a warrior for the rest of his career. Uh, you mentioned Clay Thompson. I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing him. He hasn't played in a game yet officially in, in the Chase Center, which is going to, I believe, year number three, I believe. 
And mm-hmm. so uh, hopefully Clay Thompson will start the year off right. Of course, you have old man Draymond Green uh, having the gold medal from his experience in the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, a few weeks ago, so I'm really hopefully the Warriors can stay healthy. If they do, as I said last year, like you know, if the Warriors stayed healthy, I thought they was going to surprise some people. Of course, Clay Thompson got hurt, and things started to go downhill uh, since then. But they they rebounded nicely. They they were in the play-in tournament, but they lost to Memphis uh, in that last. They lost to uh, the Lakers first, and then they lost to Memphis uh, uh, at home during uh, during the last game of that play-in tournament, which nullify them a playoff chance, but hopefully the Warriors can stay healthy this year. They're on national television live, especially early. If, if they can stay healthy, uh, they're going to be a dangerous team. Are they a championship team? Probably not, but if, if, if Clay and Steph can both stay healthy, there's going to be a, a dangerous team. Not a championship team, but a dangerous team that uh, you don't want to face if you're a Western Conference team. Should be interesting you know, with that, that mm-hmm. matchup too coming up. On the 19th on October, so we're going to take a really quick break. We're up against it, but we got some more stuff coming up. You know, some NFL notes. You know, the Vikings welcome an old friend back to the fold. And could, you know, a, a misunderstanding lead to a rookie starting in the NFL? Also, too, I think Sid's got some <laughs> some uh, media news to talk about as well. Right, mm-hmm. Sid? Yep. And I, have, and I experienced some nostalgia once again, so I'll let you guys know about that. Lakina, I know I definitely need your help on this one. You're listening to Second City Sports on SportsZone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We'll see you and hear you on the flip side. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere.
Welcome back to Second All City right, Sports. Welcome, welcome back it? to Second. Yeah, welcome back to Second City Sports final segment of for today, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Apologize, uh, we apologize for that glitch there. Uh, Lakina, uh, what, what were some of the um, best and worst from Week Two of the NFL preseason? I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you mine first. Uh, Zach Wilson going nine of eleven for the New York Jets uh, against the Green Bay Packer, Packers. Mm-hmm. He had two touchdown pa- passes as well. So uh, uh, unless something dramatic happens, he's your week one starter as the Jets will prepare to take on the Carolina Panthers for week one. He looked good. Uh, but you wanted to bring up something from a team on the left coast, and I saw some highlights from last night, which gives me cause for concern. Take it away. Well, uh, I, well, well I'll let you kind of lead up to it because I'm kind of like – Hmm. It's sort of like I want to. I want you to, to, to get your get your thoughts first before I added mine. Uh, Trey Lance uh, for the 49ers looked okay. They played against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> after the game. Kyle Shanahan, the head coach of the 49ers, says he's still undecided or who's going to be the starting quarterback. I know if you're the 49ers management and and now Hall of Fame player and and the current GM John Lynch, uh, you have a a, a good training. Peace and Jimmy Garoppolo, but do you really want to start him week one? I know they're in love with Trey Lance and he's the future of, of, of the 49ers, but do you really want to start Trey Lance? Uh, he, he, he looked good last week in the preseason, but uh, it, it was kind of a mixed bag last night, but are you, yeah. are you comfortable enough to name him, name him a starter right now? Yeah, if he not, had a couple. Uh, the last, yeah, the last preseason game is going to be more important than ever, and I know the yeah, 49ers have, didn't want to be in that situation. Yeah, they have the Raiders on Sunday that the their last preseason game for the 49ers. and you know it was a, like you said it was a mixed bag for for him, <clears throat> for him I should say you know he had a couple of interceptions you know that they thought the second one he threw was actually a pretty just a bad throw mm-hmm. you know, well interception I should say you know that that interception wasn't very. It wasn't the best, but you know, again, you, you're going to hit those type of you know interceptions too. He did have a couple of you know good touchdown throws and such, but you know, Kyle Shanahan is being coy. He said, "Look, I'm not telling you. Look, as far as I'm concerned, Gene, you know, Garoppolo is our starter. Now they do play Detroit, so there's no reason why in the first the week one, I should say. So there's no reason why they mm-hmm. can't win that game with Jimmy G. But they have the you know they got to go at the Eagles. They got the pa- the Packers and the Seahawks and the Cardinals. So They've got a pretty tough schedule those first five weeks of the season. So if you really mm-hmm. want to try to you know, get Lance out there against, you know, yeah, look, the Cardinals defense actually pretty is pretty good. They've made some upgrades, you know, the offseason. The Seahawks mm-hmm. defense is pretty good. The Packers defense are no slouches. And, you know, the Eagles are not, not too bad. So, you know, you want to, you know, get him game experience. I mean, you know, throw him up against that. But – We'll see. I mean, you know, we may see Lance at some point, but I don't know if we're going to see him right now in you know, right now in this season anyway. And if for the first few weeks anyway. Yeah, I think that's a smart move. As, as I mentioned before, Jimmy G and Jimmy Garoppolo is a great trading piece because we all know that starting quarterbacks usually go or go down with injuries around this time of year in training camp. And if you wait for the first uh, until the trade deadline, which is in mid-October, and you know injuries usually happen there too. So usually a team or two is not happy with their starting quarterback, so they're looking to upgrade. So if you're the 49ers, you're in a great position because you 
you can get something for Jimmy G uh, that, that's great. But in terms of uh, performance, I don't think training Lance is ready just yet. Now you mentioned their last preseason game against the Ra- uh, the sorry against the Raiders coming up uh, next Sunday. How much does he play? Uh, do you play Jimmy Garoppolo at all? Which I assume you would not. If that's the case, my my silly football common sense would tell me that Jimmy G is your starter for week one if he doesn't play in this last preseason game. If he does, then your the the decision is still quote unquote up in the air. But if that's the case, if Jimmy G doesn't play in that last preseason game, you get Trey Lance however many uh, snaps. It, it it tells me that. He's still not ready yet. We still got to give him some experience, and we'll make our decision then. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what happens with that. Also, to another uh, situation, QB situation in New England. Um, apparently, Cam Newton has to do virtual practices because I guess there was a misunderstanding with the testing, you know, for COVID, mm-hmm. and you know he hasn't tested positive. But you know, I guess he was around someone who is, you know, who was COVID positive. So now they got to do a high risk thing, and he has to you know, do virtual practices for a couple of days. You know, Matt Jones actually looked really good in their last preseason game mm-hmm. against the Eagles this past Saturday. And you wonder, you know, is this going to be sort of thing where if, you know, Jones does start, I mean, he can kind of just maybe buy another tr- potential trade for you know, bye-bye to Cam. And, you know, of course, you know, Patriots fans, you know, though they like Cam, they want to see what, you know, what Jones can do. And he actually has looked good so far, but – you know, again, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But what do you think about the situation out there, Sid? Uh, here's where my common sense uh, tingles kick in again. As I mentioned, I believe a, a couple of shows ago, head coach Bill Belichick, or Bill Belichick, as we call him on this show, uh, you know he wants to throw Mac Jones into the fire because he's their first-round pick. But that 7-9 and nine record from a year ago doesn't look good on his resume. It's official on his resume. He can't do anything about it, but – uh, you know, as well as I do, Lakina, that, that Bill Belichick wants to return to the playoffs. His best chance right now is Cam Newton, obviously healthy. But if not yet to uh, go into the season as, as, as with a rookie quarterback, he really doesn't want to do that. But if he has to, okay. I... Yeah, if Cam Newton's healthy, he's still your best option. But if not, you, you're uh, you're in trouble. And uh, like you mentioned, Mac Jones has looked good, but is he ready enough to start the year? I don't know. Yeah, and also too that defense over the Patriots is still you know kind of giving him a question mark there. So um, you know, especially with a lot of mm-hmm. guys who opted out who opted out last year. I mean, they're a year older now, so this could be an Eddie Goldman situation where you may have to. You know, do some maneuvering there and make sure they did you know, draft a couple of defensive mm-hmm. guys. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Everson Griffin, you know, a nice little ringing in there between, you know, the all, you know, the, the Pro Bowl pass rusher for the Vikings. They reunited after he <laughs> left last season to go to play in Dallas. You know, he played mm-hmm. 14 games. You know, he had six sacks and 33 tackles, seven for loss. So, you know, still he's 33 now. But again, you know, this is definitely a much needed um, signing for the Vikings, because they have not looked good this preseason. Yeah, nice reunion. Hopefully he has a whole lot left. I know he had other issues, too, when he left um, Minnesota. And so uh, the Minnesota is looking to have a bounce-back year. They barely missed the playoffs last year. 
Uh, another had other issues uh, going on with the vaccinations and things along that line. We won't dip into that too much, but uh, but as far as on the field, um, they're one of the teams that pe- people are picking to perhaps win the division, upset the Packers, and perhaps uh, get into the playoffs as a wild card. We'll see. But uh, uh, Minnesota is expected to have a bounce back year. If you could get anything out of that defense, uh, out of Evans which that defense of Lions struggled last year due to inconsistencies in their play and injuries. If you uh, get anything out of their defense, uh, the Minnesota office should take care of itself. And Kirk Cousins, uh, the um, the thing about him is, can he stay consistent? Yeah, absolutely. So I think we'll- And Dalvin Cook, their running back, has to be healthy. He wasn't toward yes. the end of last year. Yeah, they, they, there was a lot of wear and tear on him last year. Hopefully mm-hmm. they won't have to depend on him too much. But, right, you know, he started off hard last year, but yeah. toward the end he was worn down. Yeah, so hopefully they can they won't have to depend on him too much, you know, this season. But mm-hmm. again, we'll see. Also, too, just came across the wires. New Cardinals defensive is of lineman JJ Watt has been activated from the pup list, you know, physically unable to perform list. He's had some injury issues. So, you know, we'll probably see him maybe in their last in their uh the Cardinals last preseason game. So you know, that should be it was a big signing there for Arizona. Didn't have to pay him too much. So there's look a lot expected for the Cardinals this year. So, you know, hopefully they you know, help out and that you know that front seven that was a you know they they made they made some inroads last year, but again they ran out of gas. So having some a leader like Watt can help. You know, mm-hmm. we'll finally be. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they'll finally you know they'll 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 you know, he'll he'll play. I think to get some game reps in him, but it should be interesting mm-hmm. though for Arizona. Yeah, and also, too, for Arizona, who's going to be the number two wide receiver to go w- along with uh, DeAndre Hopkins now since Larry Fitzgerald is retired? Yeah, yeah, that should be interesting. But he also, but he hasn't, you know, uh, left out a chance that he might he might play halfway through the season, too. So <laughs> I'm sure he's keeping himself oh. up. If it, uh, yeah, he did. You know, he said in the podcast <laughs> that, he, that he does that. Yeah, he said he has, he's giving himself to like, you know, I guess week five or six, I think, because you know, that's kind of when the around mm-hmm. the time where he'll be able to be able to kind of come back if you've been on the street for a while. So we'll see if you know, there might be some injuries and, you know, maybe lack of production from wide receivers. I'm, I'm sure he'll be getting some calls there, but should be interesting though. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what Arizona does. You know, again, we'll do, we'll, we'll we got to start doing our divisional previews soon, but because uh, mm-hmm. that NFC West is going to be, you know, very fun to preview. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so Larry Fitzgerald is on that uh, Adrian Peterson plan, huh? Yeah, looks like it. So yeah, it looks that way. So we'll see if he gets a call from somebody. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Although, uh, oh yeah, the Big Ten they announced that they're gonna do kind of do the same thing that other teams are doing. If you have you know you know players that are not gonna be available due to COVID, so you'll be able to forfeit. I know I know the uh, the Pac-12 has done it. I don't know about the SEC <laughs> or the or the Big Twelve and some of the other conferences, but they're kind of adopting the same model that if you don't have a lot of players to play, you forfeit. You know, we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. although I did hear that Ole Miss actually has uh, is the first, I think, the only program that has a hundred percent vaccination rate. So kudos to Lane Kiffin for that. But uh, yeah, awesome. yeah, it's all about uh, money, as we said before. Now going uh, to the colleges, and we expect fans to return. You know, most of the student bodies around these schools around this country will be majority vaccinated. It's not only the the kids coming from around the country, but you have students all around the world uh, attending these universities. So, you know, they're vaccinated as well. So I'll, I don't think uh, 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 fans will be a problem. As we talked about before, Lakina, uh, is getting the majority of these players 
of, of vaccinated. And now going back to what you reported on the, with the Big Ten, they really don't want to lose any money, along with these other Power Five conferences as well. So this this is what it's all about. We, you're not going to make us lose money. So do what you have to do, and we're going to have a, a successful season. This, that's what I took out of this. Yeah, that's what it sounds like here too. Because remember, they got could call a lot of flack last year for doing what they exactly you know, for doing for you know coming in late and you know and everything else. Luckily for them, Ohio State was able to actually get in there. But you know, mm-hmm. again, you know, it should be interesting too. We're just a few few days away from college football, so so we'll we'll get to all that in a, yeah. in a bit. But uh, you said you had a couple of interesting media notes. Oh uh, yeah, so we didn't get to this last week, but uh, apparently there's been a couple of reports out there that they're saying that. Uh, Max Kellerman, who's the co-host of uh, ESPN's First Take with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, it sounds like he's going to leave, but he's going to stay with the company. The ESPN wants to put him in other roles. As we talked about before with the Maria Taylor situation, now she's over at NBC Sports. We all know that the face of ESPN right now is Stephen A. Smith. Of course, tonight he'll be guest hosting on the Jimmy Kimmel Show on late night tonight on ABC. Check your local listings for that. Of course, Stephen A. Smith has been, uh, uh, as you're, as if most people don't know, uh, Lakina is a big soap opera fan, and and Stephen A. Smith has been guest starring periodically as the character Brick on General Hospital. So, uh, Stephen A. Smith is the face of that network. He's the face of Disney, and so uh, Stephen A. Smith is now expanding his role. Uh, at ESPN, he's been getting paid between eight to ten million dollars a year. And it looks like it, the, uh, the format going for Stephen A. Smith versus whoever they put him up against on that day. Do you think this is a good model uh, going forward for first take the game? Because as I said before, you, uh, whether you're a regular watcher or not, if Stephen A. Smith ever decides to leave first take, that show is over. Yeah, he's been kind of been sort of the face of that show for I think the last like twelve, ten or twelve years now. So mm-hmm. he's been doing it. So and this is sort of like you know this is their they're doing. I mean, like I said, I don't watch first take like that. So, but you know, yeah, but uh, you know, he and and Max have had this you know nice camaraderie. So it's sort of going to be weird to have him go up mm-hmm. against you know, uh, rotating. Who I guess whoever I guess whoever you know I'm sure they'll be talking to Ryan Clark and I guess Kendra Perkins you know once the NBA season you know comes on you know rolls around and you know I guess that that's that's good to do for like maybe the first two months but you're gonna need some you know stability there so we'll see what what they do with that show and also too gonna be mm-hmm. I know um, I know Max has been doing a radio a look um a radio show on ESPN Radio there's some rumors that maybe they may put mm-hmm. him in the morning show with uh. I don't know if you know he might be replacing Jay Williams because we haven't seen him on there in you know for mm-hmm. you know weeks now, and we know um, you know Zuma Mahedi, who was one of the hosts there. You know, I know he's been having some health issues, so mm-hmm. that's the reason why we haven't seen him. Alejandro has done a great job filling in for yeah. for him. You know that that he's been a, a great job there. So I I don't really hmm, I don't know. I mean, like you know they may they may put him on like that radio show. They may put him in. They may give him an afternoon show, perhaps you know, on ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess like you said, you know, he already has a, a, a boxing podcast. You know, Max does. So, you know, we'll be interested with what they do with him because, like I guess, I guess they're going to mm-hmm. expand. Like you said, they're going to expand his role. So, yeah. Do you see him on? Do we see him on uh, uh, on Sports Center a little bit more? I know Stephen A. has a Sports Center show before the Wednesday and Friday games uh, during the NBA season. So, can we see Max Kellerman in a role like that as well? We'll see. Yeah, should be uh, just 
like I said, it should be like oh, excuse me, it should be very interesting to see what they do with him because, like I said, I mean, breaking up breaking up that sort of that duo, I think that's sort of been the you know, it's been a solid duo for them the last five or six years, and the ways have mm-hmm. actually still been pretty solid. So the fact that they were able yeah. to kind of you know take him out of there, I think, is a little bit backwards. But again, what do I know? <laughs> right. <laughs> what do I know? Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, and also too. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting. Also, too, um, TNT, apparently, of course, you know, we know Marv Albert has retired from the broadcasting and media games. You know, they're still st- they have not decided how they will replace Marv Albert and Chris Weber for that matter. But, you know, Sam Van is going to be back there. So, you know, he, well, he doesn't have a coaching job. I think he's a better I think he's a better analyst anyway now. You know, does have too. a coaching. But, <laughs> yeah, I think he's better at that. You know, that 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 experiment with, you know, the with um with New Orleans was a disaster. So I just think that, nah, you know what? You need to go back. Go back to being a TV analyst. You're, you're, you're better with that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, we talked about this before, like a couple months ago. Kevin Harlan should be your number one voice. Who will be the number two voice? Will it be Brian Anderson, the TV voice of the Brewers? Of course, he's been getting uh, playoff games uh, the last couple of years. Of course, he's the, also one of the voices of the NCAA tournament, which is split between Turner and CBS. Uh, will it be Iron Eagle, who's the, still the voice of the TV voice of the Brooklyn Nets? Will he be the number two guy? Uh, will his role a- expand that turn? Because the only time you hear him is doing the playoffs, because obviously he does the Brooklyn Nets games throughout the season. So will he be uh, cast as the number two um, voice for Turner? Yeah, that should be interesting. One. Yeah, I was say Iron Eagle's been around a long time, so I'm kind of like surprised yeah. he's not. He is not the top, you know, one of the top two guys there. But you know, he's been. Well, we said that's forever, so you know mm-hmm. maybe he likes doing that. And but but then you know you'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said, we're we're a little bit away from you know the NBA starting, and you know, also training camp starts in about a month, so that'll yeah. be interesting too. So I'm sure they're gonna I'm sure they're figuring this out as they go. But you know, it should be a, a interesting next few weeks in sports media. Yes, it should be. Uh, you're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We're wrapping up today's show, Lakina. Uh, let's uh, end this uh, episode on the Monday on a high note. No pun intended. Uh, before I start my story, I'll ask you this question. Hopefully, I will now reveal your real age on this show. But uh, did you have cable growing up? And so, what year, if you can remember, that your parents got cable? Um, I we got cable. I think about like ninety or ninety one. I think I, I, I was I was thinking about this the other day okay. that okay, when did we actually get cable? Because I know we moved a couple of times, so I think it was around mm-hmm. like the first time we moved was like ninety. I think it was like it was like early like late ninety like like nine or early ninety one. I think that's when we first got cable. Okay, because I remember uh, it was the late '80s. And I was looking, looking around for some stuff uh, a while ago when my mother passed uh, in 2012, and she had cable um, with the same company, which is still is now changed to now Xfinity. She had cable ever since 1986. I was like, wow, because I remember we had cable in the late '80s, and of course we moved uh, we moved a couple of times since then. Long gaps in between them, but we had cable for a long time still obviously still happen now with me living living by myself but um i was watching of course uh, we had a topic on our podcast a few months ago a time i was we were discussing i was watching the old shows from remember the tnbc days with city guys in california dreams and uh one world of course i'm watching uh, i'm sure you i think we brought up this show as well which i'm currently watching on youtube uh usa hi it was supposed to be on nbc yeah. but for 
so it, it, uh, it lasted for two years on USA. And so I'm watching yeah. that now. Of course, we talked about uh, uh, now we get into um, wanted to talk about. Uh, of course, we celebrated Don Cornelius' uh, uh, the anniversary of his death this past February. Can't believe next year will be 10 years since he's left us, but mm-hmm. we'll do something special for that uh, coming up in February. But um, do you remember this show on MTV called Club MTV? And do yes. you remember who the host was? Tell them who I, the host was. Well, I don't know who the host was, but I do remember. I remember I watched it a couple of times, but I don't remember. I think they're, they the names of the I've seen their face. I don't know the name of it. I, I forgot who was that hosted. Oh, you kill me. It was downtown Julie Brown. Wubble wubble oh, wubble. Yes, Goodbye yes. and oh, God gosh. bless. Yes. So uh, of course these last few weekends uh, I've been busy out, you know, attending uh baseball games and doing a, a whole lot of other other stuff that just enjoying the limited time that we have and I have because of doing the show and other things. But uh, about a month ago, I, I, I because I also one of a few full episodes of Soul Train of Soul Train that I left on YouTube, you can watch. But outside of that, I said, let me. I remember a show called Club MTV. They basically replaced American Bandstand, but it was the yeah. bandstand for that network. But it was it was aired, I believe, every Friday night, and it was replayed throughout the weekend. But it was only a half hour show. It was hosted by Downtown Julie Brown. And she was from the UK. And it lasted from September of 87 to June of 92. I forgot how long it lasted. I thought it lasted a little bit longer, but it was only on for six seasons. But it was a half-hour show. It played mostly dance music from the mm-hmm. pop world, the hip-hop, and R&B world. And I said, that as I remember watching that show from time to time. Of course, we had three TVs in my house. It was me and my mom. Her, the living room TV was the only one that had cable. And yeah. so I was, I was only, I was only allowed to watch that TV in a limited amount of time. And so I used to sneak and watch MTV. Of course, you remember the also there are other fun shows like um, the Rock and Jock baseball and the basketball yes, in particular. And the basketball, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look for that on YouTube because I remember watching those uh, celebrities like Sean Kemp and Queen Latifah. And remember they had the 25. Um, Point, 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 line. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And whoever, so, and whoever was, a, whoever was like the most, you know, very popular. A lot of TV, you know, movie guys yes, and gals were yes. popular back in the nineties. You know, they were yes. on the show. Yes, they need to bring that but, back. Yes, they definitely need to bring that back. But uh, Club Fem TV, I've been watching. So I watched some a few episodes this past weekend on YouTube, and I said this show. The only the only other show that rivaled them at that time was of course Soul Train, which was on for an hour uh, from its inception from seventy one to two thousand six. But I said, in, uh, Club MTV replaced Bandstand, but too bad it wasn't an hour show. I wonder if uh, if, if uh, the the executives at MTV wanted to uh, expand that show to an hour, but they played uh, the the hottest hits from the dance world. Of course, they had guest performances. Or guest performers on there every week, from New Kids on the Block to CC Peniston to uh, watch the episode with Naughty by Nature, and they had El DeBarge. I forgot about this song, Lakina, but do you remember this song called "Real Love" from 1989? It was a dance to because yeah, remember, yeah. you know the history of the DeBarge family and El DeBarge. They really didn't do any dance tracks. But they were known for the R&B love ballads and things on that line. Do you remember the song called? Real Love from 1989. I do, and and we can't play it because we have to play royalty. So uh, that's why I'm not playing any of the music. So, 
Yeah, but I saw that episode. I was like, oh, I forgot about that song. But I was like, that was, that was the time that El DeBarge was getting to a solo career. Of course, uh, if you look at the episode on Ang Sang uh, with the DeBarge family, he had some other issues going on. But I was like, El DeBarge was reaching out to a new audience at that time. But he was really a great singer. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I forgot about this song. But he was but El DeBarge was a very good singer. And uh, too bad others issues got in the way he would have really had a great career as a solo artist but uh, looking back at some of those episodes of club Envy tv you could do it on youtube just just type in club Envy tv full episodes of uh, it was great especially for you parents to have young kids tell them <clears throat> excuse me what real music was about and downtown julie brown was a great host and she looked very good by the way you know, no pun intended, but she looked very good. She was she was really a fashionista, especially during those early years. She used to wear those hats, and then during the later years, she just let her uh, personality shine. But that was a great show, uh, Club MTV. I don't know if you remember that or not, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. It was some good yeah, times back then, back in the day. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm also, yeah, there, I remember that uh, that show. Like I said, we didn't get to cable till like around ninety or ninety one, like mm-hmm. late ninety and ninety one. So I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Like I said, I mean, you know, just imagine if you know, those shows like that were around now, like the club MTVs, you know, you know, you know MTV raps. I know they had a, a rock yeah. you know, a, a show for like rock and roll for all the rock and roll acts. Mm-hmm. So they kind of yeah, they kind of yes. cover all the genres there. MTV mm-hmm. did, and you know, yeah, good good times there back then on MTV, and also to the rock and jocks and stuff like that. Like I said, they really mm-hmm. need to bring those those shows back because I think that's sort of like what really you know those. Those shows rated really high for them, and I'm a little surprised they they, they, yeah. they brought back Cribs, so I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say I don't know why they'll break. They brought back Cribs. Why not bring back uh, Yo MTV Raps and you know those type of shows and Club MTV? Of course, you probably can't do it now because of you know everything else, but mm-hmm. you know things were simpler back then. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of <clears throat> and speaking of those uh, MTV shows, I know you're gonna put this comment up, like, you know, uh, our guy Armando said that. MTV had uh, had two Julie Browns working at the same time, which I forgot about that, but that is so true. Also, yes, what made was a, yeah. the other one was had blonde hair, and she was I think she was a California that's right. so Cal girl. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, no, my memory's coming back. But also, you had other shows. I know we got to wrap up, but you also had other shows like House of Style. Yes, yeah, so and City um, yep. yeah, and then of course you had the original version of Real World. Of course, that lasted yes. for a long time, but. That should have other shows outside of music, which made that network go. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, those, those were just good go. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, do they have, of course, NTV News, of course, Remote yep. Control. You know, those. Yes, are remote. Pauly Shore. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A very, and a very young, yes. a very young Adam Sandler played it up. A big yes, part of too, yes. So. Yes, and all uh, yes. those spring break episodes of your favorite shows. It was once you got into the nineties as well. There were great times and. And and this was a uh, I know we got to wrap it up, but it was a, a Chicago connection to this show. Remember Single Doubt? Gina yes. McCarthy was Gina was McCarthy, a host. Yeah. Mother yeah. McCarthy here in Chicago, and then you had Carmen Electra, who was also yep. the host of that show. All those were good times. Uh, well, you want to get to go to Club MTV in downtown Julie Brown? Yes. Uh, yes, some absolutely. of those episodes over the weekend, great times, and I'm going to continue to watch them. And I'm gonna look up so hopefully they have some of those old episodes of the Rock and Jock. Uh, basketball episodes. Hopefully they have them on YouTube. They do. I'm sure it's going to be watching them, baby. <laughs> 25 point, yeah, 25 point shot. They yes. definitely live on. Yes. Definitely live with that that 25 pointer. You know, if they had it now. But uh, on that note, you can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena's McGee on the IG. 
You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app. Uh, wherever you uh, wherever you buy your apps, I you know Google Play, you can get them at Apple, iTunes, you can get them as well. So make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. And you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all, some, all social media platforms. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. The audio version of this podcast, you can it can be found at War on Anchor. That's W A R R on Anchor. Uh, we're available wherever you download your podcast, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much for your continued support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And make sure you catch Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, every Monday, every Friday right here on Sports Zone Chicago, live and in living color from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 1 to 3 in the East. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Mountain Time Zone. 10 a.m. to noon in the West Coast and wherever time it is in Hawaii. You can catch us. You can catch us <laughs> here. So we're available for any and every time zone around the country and around the world. Yes, we do. And also, too, you're going to see the audio, hear the audio versions on War Media as well on Anchor, Spotify, and all wherever you get your podcast too. Also, too, on our YouTube pages. You know, there are, all the shows mm-hmm. are up. So also support the other shows as well. Yes. Uh, Lakina, take us home. All right. First, Sid, I'm Lakina. You guys stay safe out there. And also, too, peace and love to Kobe. You know, today is his birthday. Would have been yes. 43, I think, today. So... So peace and love to him. Um, it continues. Um, you know, so for all you guys, be safe out there. Wear your mask if you're not going to get the vax. So, uh, all right, and we'll see you Friday. Take care and be safe out there, guys. Till Friday. Go Sox. Holla.